Thanks for choosing a 3CR podcast. Throughout June 2023, we're running our annual Radiothon, where we ask you, the listener, to make a donation so that we can continue to make great radio. Your donation will help keep us community-owned and community-controlled. Go to 3cr.org.au slash donate. And with that done, please enjoy the podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Yes, you do. You go to the greatest little country in the world, Australian cinema, and that's what we focus on on Showreel on 3CR. But this week we're going to focus on the Radiothon. You know that it's Radiothon and uh, it's important for us that uh, and you as the listeners put in a little bit of moolah to make 3CR continue to uh, stay strong and stay radical. 3CR, stay tuned, stay radical. We need your financial support to be independent, community controlled and focused on people rather than profits. Your support during Radiothon keeps the station radical and enables us to give voice to hundreds of people and issues for another year. And remember, any amount you can afford makes a big difference and all donations over $2 are tax deductible. 3CR Radiothon, show your support during June 2023. Yeah, you're with Annie on Showreel on 3CR and uh, we're looking for a bit of support to keep the program going and also to keep 3CR in general going. No, $275,000 is the target for 3CR at the moment. You can donate by going to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate or you can uh, come into the station you'd love to see uh, what we do here in the physical world you can knock on the door it's got a great big 21 white 21 on the red door at uh, smith street in collingwood right near the uh, Victoria Parade end of Smith Street uh, knock on the door and uh, you can come in and you can donate you can also send it by snail mail or you can um, oh there's just so many different ways that you can donate uh, 3CR words grateful to anything anything over two dollars is tax deductible uh, 3CR's target for this year is $275,000, a big target, but uh, it allows us to uh, buy stylus for turntables. It allows us to do the podcasting. It uh, supports the work of 400 volunteers bringing you radio each week. 
keeping community strong and uh, making 3CR your voice. Of course, we're digital. You can go online, you can hear us uh, streaming, or you can go to the app, download the app, and you have access to the community radios, stations all across Australia, but particularly 3CR. Now, I have already got donations because there are people who really do want to know about Australian film industry. There are people who are culture vultures, and uh, they listen to 3CR to find out about Australian film industry and Australian filmmakers and Australian film. Uh, Peter from Dixon gave $100. Finton from Wandon North gave $50. And Caitlin from Seddon gave $200. Good on you, Caitlin. That's pretty amazing, if you ask me. Um, but to this, it's not just me pattering on about why you should donate to 3CR. I actually went out of my way and got, got an interview with a young uh, filmmaker whose new feature is going to be on uh, exclusively at Cinema Nova starting tonight. Special screenings followed by a Q&A with the director Alina Lobdkina. Lobdkina, I think that's how you say it. It's Russian and uh, uh, it's quite a fascinating film. And it's shot in Melbourne. It's a real Melbourne uh, film. And it's also done some um, excursions out into the big world, featuring at several overseas uh, film festivals. So I thought we would have a listen to what Helena had to say first and while you work out how you're going to donate to 3CR, you can ring us up on 94198377. We'd love to hear your voice. Uh, If you want to, you can even talk on radio and have a yarn with me after we've listened to Helena talk about her new new film called Petrol. Thank you for taking some time for, uh, to have a chat with me about Petrol. Absolutely. It's a, a pleasure. Well, it's quite a, a seductive film, really. Uh, I mean, as they say, it's, a, it's, a, it's quite personal, isn't it? Uh, can you tell, me, tell my listeners a little bit about the journey to making Petrol for you? Uh, yeah, I think it, personal is a good word to sort of talk about the project because uh, I sometimes get asked if, you know, how autobiographical the film is uh, because the protagonist in the film bears um, some obvious similarities uh, to, to me um, with her Russian, like I wrote um, her as uh, coming from a Russian family and she's a film student in in the story but um, those resemblances to me are almost incidental however the film does have a very personal um, approach because um, I try to express something of my feeling about the world and being in the world and certain um, I suppose personal preoccupations with, um, you know, relationships between people and between young people. And I drew a lot on my experiences and observations of, um, you know, being in my 20s and living in in Melbourne and, um, you know, trying to understand yourself and the world through art and creativity and friendships and connections that you um, pursue. Um, so that is all kind of what the film that served as the basis for the narrative. 
And, and, and it's interesting because it's uh, got a kind of David Lynch approach to it. I mean, it's almost like a chess piece of players. And it was really fantastic to see all these places that I know. I mean, you even shot close to where I live. And uh, someone <laughs> was saying to me it was kind of like a meta-universe of overloading. Not only is it a, a, on one level a parallel universe and at the same time it's everywhere we know. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the association for David Lynch perhaps come through, yeah, the kind of surrealist approach of um, blending everyday reality and dream and imagination and inner life of the characters uh, all together through uh, the visual form of film. And, yeah, from that, you know, I think that the film both has a naturalistic approach uh, because I try to, you know, work with the actors to achieve naturalistic performances and write dialogue that um, felt real to me, uh, but at the same time have used the formal devices of cinema and have a very, uh, you know, visual uh, considered uh, framing and mise-en-scene and, and to also work in the kind of, yes, yeah, surreal, uh, magical moments, playful moments, uh, cinema magic. Uh, so everything can kind of coexist side by side. And in that, I attempted to, um, I guess, yeah, express something of the way that the world feels to me, where, you know, you're walking through the world, you're seeing it through your own eyes, you're trying to interpret it, you're, a bit, you're feeling a bit confused and lost, but at the same time, you know, you're having funny, banal interactions every day, and, you know, the world is, um, is also very ordinary. Um, and, yes, how I think cinema has the potential to uh, express that. Well, you know, it it does have an Alice in Wonderland kind of element to it. I mean, Natalie um, Morris, that the character she plays, has got that kind of uh, bemusement. In fact, it does remind me of when I first arrived in Melbourne because I come from a country town, coming to the city mm -hmm. and watching people thinking that they were living a normal life, but me watching them and thinking, you are like people in a zoo. <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, you know, we're all probably at certain points throughout the day uh, bewildered with reality because, yeah, it's it, it, it things, our lives are both normal and strange at the same time. And I think that maybe if you're a young person pursuing a creative path you have a little bit of time on your hands to wander around and <laughs> indulge those sorts of thoughts uh, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. as an adult you kind of get caught up and um you know you're busy and you you just don't you stop noticing uh the strangeness of things and being bewildered yeah, um, that's don't true. let yourself be so bewildered, you know. But as you, when I'm sure, and as a child, I think you're bewildered all the time because you're just <laughs> like, what is going on? Um, the um, other thing that's really fascinating to me, coming from uh, living here and your 
your uh, filming here is the Russian background uh, because uh, not everybody appreciates uh, you further the conversation around the multicultural nature of this place. Yes, I, I mean, I was interested in uh, writing. I, I mean, I came to Australia when I was a teenager and I feel, you know, I grew up here and I feel somewhat Australian, uh, but I, I'm a migrant and that is um, probably, you know, an essential part of my identity and even more than being Russian or Australian, you know, you, I think I'm very much aware of being a migrant. And so, and to me, being a migrant, what what I find interesting about that experience and I, what I wanted to put into the film was this sense of dislocation and rootlessness, yeah. which I think is also part of, you know, in many ways, part of the contemporary condition. I think, you know, I guess if we look at Australia as a whole, most people here are not, you know, basically everyone outside of First Nations people is not really well, we're all in here in a very, exactly, we're all um, settlers, newcomers, however you wish to put it, and we don't have as deep roots in, in, in here as maybe some other uh, people living in in their countries would, um, and I think, and I think more and more the world is, you know, everyone is moving around. Everyone is, um, you know, whether for economic reasons or for um, other necessities, uh, people are moving. And I think this sort of migration and rootlessness, to me, is yeah, not only yeah, part of the modern world and part of, I guess, this sort of melancholic. Um, side of progress and so because I have you know because I have a personal experience with that I'm very interested in that and also uh, the dislocation of language and syntax and um, you know speaking various languages and having various languages in your head all the time and how uh, there's something kind of unsettling and uncanny about that because I think each language has such a distinct way of looking at the world and it, it's logic and uh, when you have kind of multiple, uh, it does, you know, dislocate your sense of self in some interesting way. And so I think that all also contributes to this inner world of the protagonist and her grappling with her identity throughout the film. Yeah. I, I also want to say that um, the character played by Hannah Lynch, God, she wore beautiful clothes. Whoever, what a stylish woman. Yes, uh, well, we were. Uh, it was a great pleasure, actually, in the film to work um, with with costume, the whole costume department, led by uh, the fabulous and very talented Phoebe Taylor, who is also a musician. And this was her first. She works uh, in costume design on film, and this was her first film as the um, head costume designer. And yeah, and you know, on my previous film, I didn't have a budget at all to do costumes, so everyone just wore their own stuff, and <laughs> there were only very, you know, few costume changes. Whether here, and I really love clothes. I love clothes and I love fashion, and I'm kind of unashamed to say it because I think another aspect of the film is, you know, because it deals with identity and young people, it is, um, you know, about costume and putting on clothes and 
aspiration being expressed through clothes and appearance because it's about appearances, I guess. And you know, the in the story, Eva becomes fascinated with Mia first by seeing her before they even talk or get to know each other. She sees her, and I think this, you know, and and she's a aspiring filmmaker. So she's someone who to whom images convey a lot, and Mia is wearing this stunning costume in the in the first in the in the opening scene when they when she's seen by Eva, and so I think that sets the tone to you know being enchanted and being um, being taken by someone through image and through appearance, and as we kind of experience the film, we see that Mia is someone who's concerned with appearances and who's a kind of master manipulator in a way and a bit of a wizard and and she has this arsenal of clothes and that Eva tries on and wants to kind of touch and experience. And I think that this, yeah, textile material nature of um, the way we relate to each other and the way we put, convey ourselves and construct ourselves is... You know, it's also an inevitable part of film because um, I think film is, uh, you know, a lot to do with appearances and customs and fashion, and fashion is all part of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. so I take, you know, I take clothes seriously. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was absolutely enthralled. I do too. I see them as art. Uh, It's not fast Mm. fashion. It's it's, it's beautiful clothes. I love that term, Mm. an arsenal of clothes. Oh, fantastic. What a a great idea. Um, uh, uh, Your film is doing really well. Uh, It's it's been selected for the Lurkana International Film Festival and uh, also Bright Horizons competition in New York's New Directors New Film Festival 2023. Tell me about what that must feel like and uh, also the audacity to put them in to these uh, festivals because it, it doesn't come out of the blue, does it? No. Well, um, I mean, yeah, we were so fortunate to um, be part of, to show as part of these festivals all around the world, and um, premiering at Locarno was very magical because it's a film festival that I have admired. It's not as known as perhaps, you know, Cannes or um, film festival, but it has. It's a really special film festival that uh, has had some of the most exciting programming over the years, and a festival I've very much admired. And they are really known for discovery and, uh, you know, take, taking risks. And having interesting, um, engaged, creative programming, and so, and also, it's you know, it's a really beautiful film festival because yeah, you, it takes place in a in a a little a small town, Lucano, in um, kind of wet, nestled in uh, glorious Swiss mountains on a lake. And it's in summer, and people get to swim in the lake, and it's just it's and the whole town is sort of transformed into um, into the film festival. So it's a very it's a very joyful experience for filmmakers <laughs> to partake in because it's like oh this is a really true magical celebration of cinema, um, and yeah, and so and you know and the audiences are very engaged. People come take the train from all over Europe to watch films there. And um, yeah, it's just it's it's really wonderful. And so 
it meant so much for us to be able to position that film, our film in the premiere um, through through that fest. You know, this is this kind of film. Like it's uh, the world that we wanted to be part of, and I guess that really set the tone for the journey of the film. Um, yeah, and you know, recently it showed uh, in New York, and we got um, some you know great. Um, kind of responses when we were showing the film there. So it, it's all, it's been, we feel very fortunate to have had this journey uh, before bringing the film to Australian audiences now during the release. And But to be honest, touring around the country and bringing the film to cinemas in, in the capitals around the country has been extremely rewarding for me because... Um, you know, it's it's more intimate and I get to really talk to audiences and hear the responses and how the film translates to them. And I think people in Australia have, you know, particularly emotional uh, reactions to the film and I find that very uh, rewarding. Yet, And, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful to complete the public um, in-person kind of journey of the film here in Australia. Hey, thank you very much for talking to me today. I feel quite privileged to have such a uh, young and ex- but experienced filmmaker that is part of the Australian industry part of my program. Thank you very much for such kind words. I was, uh, it was a pleasure to chat to you today. For the month of June, we're asking listeners to donate to the station to help keep us going. We rely on the generous donations of the community to survive. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and show your support for community-owned and community-run media. And you're with Annie on Showreel, and this is our month of uh, June Radiothon at 3CR. It keeps us... uh, on air and it keeps us radical. Uh, the um, person we were just speaking to is a young uh, Australian Russian filmmaker, uh, Alina Lobkina, and her uh, film Petrol is going to be shown at uh, Nova tonight with a Q&A uh, at 6.45pm. It's an exclusive. Uh, and that's part of what we do on Showreel. We follow up Australian filmmakers and their projects and we look at other aspects of the Australian film industry from the point of view of the people here in Australia and what it means to them to be making films and also to sort of look a little bit behind the scenes because even though there's a certain magic about films and uh, 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 the moving image uh, there's a lot more to it than just uh, the reception of the product. Uh, there's a, a lot of um, things to be discussed. There's a cultural item within our framework. And that's what Showreel uh, endeavours to do. So hopefully you appreciate that and help us out by putting a bit of money towards my total in the overall scheme of things at 3CR's Radiothon. Uh, this Radiothon, we're all after... $275,000, that's our target. Um, we have got people who have contributed to Showreel. Uh, Thomas has given uh, $100, he's from Mosman. Alice has given $150. And Tracy Mayer uh, from East Berliner has given $100. Thank you very, very much. Um, 
for those contributions. Uh, we're coming close to the end of the program. If you want to ring us up, that would be great. You can call us up on 94198377 to support the show, to support 3CR, or you can text 0488 809 You can also go online, www.3cr.org.au forward slash donate, or you could decide you want to come to the station because we do actually really exist. Uh, we're 21 Smith Street in Collingwood. Uh, we'd uh, love to hear from you. would love to see you. Hope that you're enjoying what we're doing. Ah, $50 from Franz in St Kilda. Thank you very much, Franz. Really appreciate that. Uh, it's uh, really in... Ah, Frank's. Frank's. Got it right. Got it wrong. Got it right now. Frank's. $50 from Frank's. Thanks very much. Um, keep the uh, program on air. I mean, people uh, go and they buy their tickets at the cinema for films. Uh, over time, uh, Australian filmmakers and films have been punching up, uh, punching above their weight. It's really important that we uh, realise that it's important to support our cultural industries and those messages that reflect the Australian world that we live in uh, and our cultural expectations quite separate from the uh, blockbuster movies, etc., that are, you know, good fun and all the rest of it, but uh, they can become a bit tiresome after a while. You can uh, ache for something that actually takes you into a world that uh, you uh, uh, really respond to. In fact, I'm looking at uh, my... um, uh, uh, on air page here, and I haven't got rid of a variety of things because I've been very fond of some of the stuff that I've uh, uh, broadcast. Um, and one of them was the opening of the Capitol Cinema in the middle of the city, a beautiful cinema that was uh, uh, refurbished or uh, resurrected effectively. It was first uh, put together in 1930s, and it was the interior of the Capitol is the most glorious. Uh, expression of 1930s, uh, slightly after Art Deco. And it was put together by um, uh, Burley Griffin's wife. I, I apologise because, of course, Burley Griffin, Griffin is very famous, but I can't remember what his wife's name is, but she was the one who did the interior. And it's the most beautiful interior. And if you haven't been to the capital in the city, just across the road from um, the... Uh, town hall then you should do it um i'm i'm rabbiting on here but it's one of those things that uh covering the stuff the cultural uh world of our moving image experience in australia is what we aim to do here on showreel and i guess um coming up next are the people who bring you published or not this is uh, the works of the dreams and the realities of the um writers of uh books um in uh that uh, is so uh extraordinary uh and it's an extraordinary program so you, you could also donate to them but of course overall you're donating to the survival of 3CR which brings uh the voice to the community 
Um, also on this page is Beck Cole, We Are Still Here. If you haven't seen that, you really should uh, should go out of your way. It's a documentary. Um, uh, it's a, kind of a documentary, but it's also a feature. It's, a, it's really about Indigenous experience and thoughts in regards to the world that we live in now and that they live in. And the other one that you should uh, try and get to in the upcoming uh, Melbourne Documentary Film Festival is The Law of the Land. You really need to see The Law of the Land if you want a clear picture of uh, the future that would be a better Australia. Uh, Like I said, coming up next, I can hear them, they're out there. Uh, Published or Not is coming up next. I'm going to go out with an Australian uh, fantastic performer. It's Mia Dyson and Precious Things in honour of 3CR, A Precious Thing. Enjoy listening to that podcast? 3CR is a community radio station, and you, the listener, are a part of that community. Right now, it's our radiothon. We need you to pitch in with a few dollars to keep the station going. We can't do it without you. It's easy. Head to 3cr.org.au forward slash donate. Your donations really matter. <laughs> 